Yo, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Spreading the News. This is episode 50 of Spreading the News. We've made it 50, 50 episodes. Um, we haven't been consistent over the last couple of weeks. It's been very difficult to be consistent with the state of the team, um, just busy schedules. Um, but we're here today, here on August 10th, Thursday, August 10th. I'm joined by Danny. Danny, what's up, buddy? What up? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing today? Yeah, you know. Right. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Brian's also here today. I'm good, man. I wanted to pose a question to you guys. If this is episode 50, it took us about over a year to get to 50 episodes. What episode, like, the, if the Yankees were to win the World Series, how many episodes do you think we would have to do? <laughs> uh, like, when the Yankees win the World Series? Yeah, like, our World Series episode would be episode what? Like, I'm, I'm thinking... 2000. I was thinking like, yeah, at least a thousand, maybe five hundred. <laughs> you guys think it would be that much? No, I don't. Well, I mean, five hundred, based on our current thing, is a little over five years. So I feel like that's kind of it. Um, Actually, yeah, I guess that's good. Yeah, that checks out. I would say like, yeah, I guess around there. I don't know. I mean, and that's the earliest. That's the earliest, assuming that they'll even be competitive over the next couple of years. Um, it's tough to say, tough to tell, especially with some um. Recent Hal Steinbrenner um, stuff that kind of came out yesterday. I don't know. It kinda, I think it went a little under under the radar. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I sent it in the group chat. Um, we could talk about that in a little bit. But in the meantime, um, I want to start off with one thing that everybody's talking about. I think it's the biggest thing in Yankee land right now. Uh, I think it's pretty fair to say that we can skip the Yankee of the week just because no one's deserving. Unless if Danny had someone in mind, me and Brian already said that we were going to skip it ourselves, but why would um, I have anybody in mind? Right. So uh, if we were picking one though, mine would be Glaber Torres. But besides the fact there's one person that I do want to speak about. And since Brian already has his baseball reference page up, we can uh, jump, we can just jump right into, I guess, Brian, whatever Brian has to say about what's, you know, going on with Luis Severino um, and, you know, where he is right now as a Yankee and just an overall pitcher. Well, for those watching on YouTube, if I move my head, that's all you need to see. A lot of blue on that baseball savant page. Sevi is currently sitting here with an ERA that's over eight, which I just saw from um, Addison on Twitter. She has the Nestor profile picture. I'm sure you guys know her. She um, tweeted that this, you know, if it stands as the worst single season ERA of a Yankee pitcher in the history of the team. Um, that doesn't surprise me. You know what? At this point, Chase, I know you feel bad for Sevi. Danny, I'm going to guess that you don't. I don't. I hate him. I've not, I've been a Sevy hater for a while. Um, so, you know, it's bittersweet to see it come into fruition. I'm not happy that he's so bad, but I never liked him. Uh, he said himself that he's the worst pitcher in baseball. I don't think it could be argued that he's the worst pitcher in baseball, especially right now. And at this point, it's not his fault. Why do the Yankees continue to trot him out there every fifth day? They tried the other day to start with Ian Hamilton as the opener and bring him in as if that was going to make any difference. Yeah, he has a bad first inning ERA. I'm sure his other inning ERA isn't great either. They're trying to outsmart everybody, be the stupid Yankees, trying to be the smart Yankees, which has clearly never worked. We've seen it a million times. They continue to make a fool of themselves. And they're the ones saying that they're still pushing for this wild card spot. They're trying to make the playoffs. You're completely unserious if you continue to try to lose Severino every fifth day, which they've continued to do. They've lost... I can't remember the last time they won a start he had. Does he have a, he's two and seven on the year. I that must have been in like he's had one good start this year. It was the uh, um, I mean, Texas start. Like seriously, what are we doing? Like 
I'm sick of them lying to us and telling us that they're going for it because you're clearly not. If you continue to trot this guy out there every week, he he does not deserve to pitch. If, at the very least, he deserves to be limited to a bullpen role. I don't want to see him again in pinstripes for the rest of my life, let alone, you know, in meaningful games as we get into August here. And it's it's actually just disgusting that they continue to let his him, you know, throw games away for us. The, fir- the last two of the, his three starts, they sit judge when he's starting as if they're just like, well, why play judge when Severino is going to blow it up, like blow up anyway, which is just an unbelievable mentality to me when you didn't make any moves at the deadline. So you're telling us you're going for it. You're not getting any closer to the wild card spot. They're what five and a half games out of the wild card spot now with, you know, multiple teams to jump. If you're giving away games with this guy, you're just, you're, you're not even, you could, you know, tell us that you're going for all you want, but you're not. So stop lying. Yeah, no, he, he shouldn't be out there. I, I don't feel bad at all. I, I hate the guy too. I I mean, just a loser. He's a loser. I mean, he's a loser. Like he, he goes out. He's it says in the post game. Yeah. I'm the worst pitcher in baseball. I don't know. what to, I gotta get better. I gotta get better to help this team win. He's not getting any better. He's just getting worse. You can't keep running him out there. Like it's just ridiculous. that They keep trying and trying and trying and keep putting him out. It's insanity. It's the definition of insanity. It's it's just oh my god I hate watching him pitch. You go into the the game and we lost. Like go against the White Sox. It comes out Ian Hamilton is the opener. All right, cool. Sevy's gonna be coming in after him. Right there, I knew we lost. We just lost the series to the goddamn White Sox again in 2023 for the second fucking time. The White Sox, a team that's an absolute shit show of an organization. You guys see what Middleton said about them. There's no rules, all that. An absolute shit show. Terrible team. And we've lost two series to them this year. Oh, my God. That just shows how unserious this team is, how bad this team is, and just keep running them out there to expect different results. It's insanity. It's insanity. It can't keep happening. Send them to the minors. Send them to a different team. Send them to the goddamn KBO. Send them to fucking Mars. I don't care. Get him off this team. I can't watch him pitch anymore. I cannot. I cannot. And it's crazy how they thought that it would make a difference just putting him in the second inning instead of the first. That's not going to make any difference. The guy is lost. It doesn't matter what inning he is coming in in. He is lost. It doesn't matter. Why do you think that's going to work? It's actually hysterical to me that like that they think we're that stupid to think, oh, man, maybe this will work. Maybe we'll put him in the second <laughs> instead of the first. Like as if any fan was like, oh, I love what they're doing. We're all like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> unbelievable. Like. Seeing seeing Hamilton or hearing that Hamilton was going to start actually did make me a little excited. Like, oh, maybe they know that like they can't have Sevy out there anymore. But then it comes out that they're planning just to throw him in anyway. And Hamilton, I think, ten pitches in that first inning looked great, of course. Yeah. And they just it, it's just unbelievable. I'm sick of them trying to be the smartest people in the room. It clearly hasn't worked for the last fifteen years. I mean, please. We know they're the dumbest people in the room. Always. Oh, God. Uh, I, I put out a tweet last night. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Danny. I'm, I'm sure you probably did. But I put out a tweet last night saying that I feel bad for Severino, and I feel like I'm kind of in the minority of the entire fan base. I know you guys don't feel the same way. Um, I've always been a huge supporter of Luis Severino. It's really difficult for me to watch what's happened with him over the, over this entire season that he's had so far. Um, he's just absolutely miserable. The worst starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. One of the worst Yankees starters I've seen in in a very long time. And I think what makes me so sad about it is that he, when he came up, he marked a new era of Yankees baseball. And now that he's going down, it's marking another new era of Yankees baseball. He is a great representation of what is going on with the Yankees right now. Um, and it's sad for me to see, especially since, I mean, I think, you know, 
he's been he I think he's been a solid player for us uh throughout his entire career. He's obviously had his obviously had his fair share of injuries. Um but in a contract year, obviously I personally was rooting for the guy and man, he couldn't he couldn't have a worse worse contract year. It's it's uh, this must I'm be an, getting paid, buddy. This yeah, must good. be an, an absolute fucking nightmare for him. I I can't even the- imagine on the bright side, the Yankees don't, you know, there's no possible justification they could use for giving him a stupid contract with money. So at least we'll save money. That's the, I mean, I don't think if I'm yeah. any other 29 team, uh, 29 major league baseball teams, I'm not giving that guy a dollar. He doesn't deserve it. I'm happy. He's pitched his way out of money. Um, uh, I, you I'm know, sure he'll have, get a shot somewhere. A shot. I just hope it is not, not the, the contract he could have gotten. Well, yeah, sure. And obviously we were, we were rooting for him. You know, he was supposed to be one of our dogs. We were supposed to have the best rotation in baseball, and, and he's just the—he's just the, on the list of guys that are failing, guys that aren't living up to what they were supposed to this year, and he's terrible. I don't want to see him pitch another game for us again. I really don't. I've said that for the past—I've said that the last five times he started, and yet they're still running him out there. Oh, it's so frustrating to see. I hate it. I hate it. Well, let's get this out of the way. Um, Garrett Cole has been fantastic as always. He's a scion. As always, been fantastic. Clark Schmidt's been great. Um, over his last like ten starts, he's been fantastic. We'll get those two out of the way because I do want to talk about Carlos Rodon since you brought up the read the rest of the rotation. Brian's already rolling his eyes. I'm rolling my eyes. Um, another guy that's just really, really difficult to watch. Uh, he's back on the injured list with a hamstring injury. Felt that he could have pitched through the hamstring injury. Uh, maybe it's phantom. Maybe it's not. Danny, I'll go to you for Rodon first. Um, what you've seen out of Rodon this year? Let us let us hear it. <laughs> when I think about Carlos Rodon at this point in the year, it's like I kind of just laugh and like, bruh, really? Like this? This is what ha- like our big money move in the off season comes in. You know, when we had the other needs at third base and left field, we get his big-time pitcher. And, yeah, I was excited for Rodon. You know, we've seen what he did the past couple of years. I was excited. I thought he could be a big energy on this team. Turns out he's bad. huh? Turns out turns out he is, he's not good. Um, I hope that he could turn it around. He's got a long time on left for in his Yankee career. He's got a long time. Like so, what, another four year, four years after this, four more years, five, right? We gave him a five. Six year deal. We give him six. I thought we gave him five. We gave him six, yeah. one sixty two. So hopefully he could get back to where he was. But right now it is looking like obviously it's year, it's one month, one and a half months, um, of him being back and healthy, one month into his Yankee career. So it might be too premature to say it, but does this not just feel like one of those big contracts that just turns into like, what the fuck? Just a disaster. Like Jacoby Ellsbury, just like a disaster where he's never on the field. He's bad when he is like, right now, just has that that feeling right now. And it's hard not to have that feeling when the whole team is doing what they're doing right now. So obviously you're going to gear towards the negative feelings. I hope that he could come back. I don't think it's going to be this year where it comes back strong. Hopefully next year he can come back strong, I guess. I don't know. It's not like we're playing for anything this year anyway. They've made that clear that they're not playing for anything. The words don't mean anything. Their actions do not show they want to win. And it's just very frustrating that our big man that we signed to get the best rotation in baseball has a 7-3 
3 ERA in his six games started and just hasn't provided that spark that we hoped he was going to provide coming out off of injury, coming onto this team. It sucks. Not to mention the fact that he's blowing kisses to fans um, in the stands. Did we not talk about that yet? No, we didn't. And and his and his wife, Ashley, is always on Twitter complaining about like strike calls and how Rodon didn't get this call, but then the next pitch he gives up a home run. Oh like, my god. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous because a good pitcher bears down and gets down anyway. At like the umpire doesn't dictate the umpire, yes, the game is all in his hands, he's making the calls, but he doesn't dictate how a starting pitcher starts. Umpires right. miss calls all the time. He he misses a pitch. You go get the next one. Like that's not an excuse for sucking. It's not an excuse. And it, that's the worst excuse ever. We used to say that about Cole when he got rattled last year and would give up the beginning after a missed call after someone took too long throwing out the first goddamn pitch. But no, Cole has been awesome and Rodon now. Like I know it's his wife. It's not him. But it's just so annoying seeing that excuse. Like oh. Man, good pitchers bear down. You're not helping your husband out by doing that, all right? <laughs> if anything, it makes him look a lot worse. Yes. Yeah. Um, Miserable. Absolutely miserable. Just painting a picture of this entire roster. Um, He's, like I said, he's on the I.L. now. And let's talk a little bit about Frankie Montas because we haven't heard anything about Frankie Montas. <laughs> he's not going back. Um, So that's all we have on Frankie Montas. No, it was just a little joke I wanted to throw in there. But... <clears throat> Um. Yeah, Brian. I know you. I know you already hate Rodon. I know you're done with him. Yeah, I mean, it's. I can't remember going from like loving a player to hating him so quickly. Like I was so pumped when they signed him. I remember last trade deadline. I was like, we gotta get Rodon. We gotta get Rodon. Didn't happen. I was so excited when they traded for him. Like Danny said, and we all thought we were gonna have the best rotation in baseball. Turns out we have one good guy. The other guys suck and are always hurt. Um. So it's kind of like looking back at it, it was just like such a foreshadowing of the season to come. Like the big Rodon deal, all these high hopes. And remember that that came, was it right after they named judge captain and extended him like pretty much right, right after that. And then right. they were like, and the motto was, Oh, we're not done. We're not done. How many times did they say that? And what moves did they make after that? None. That's what we came on here for. Like, um, we came on here for like a month straight saying, oh, well, the Yankees aren't done because they told us we we're idiots. We believed it. Now we don't believe anything they say. How could we? So obviously the deal backfired tremendously in his first year. He he missed the first whatever, how many months comes back. He sucks, doesn't help us win. He hates the fans. The fans hate him. It's like, it's a, oh my, it's just a complete. It's a match made in heaven. It's truthfully. a complete disaster. This deal, a complete disaster. They told us they weren't done. Same thing, how they, you know, we all expected something to be done at the deadline. Of course, they don't do anything. And, you know, it's just unbelievable the state of this team right now. I mean, we're all we're all 21, 20, like, but still, this is the worst Yankee team I've ever seen. I can remember. And I know we've seen teams with worse records, but this team is really bad as currently constructed. They have terrible people making their decisions in the front office, the owner, their manager, and they have no future. They have one of the worst farms in baseball. So I don't know what to do from here. And they have all this money dedicated to nothing. They're going to have to pay Rodon. They're going to have to pay DJ. They're going to pay Donaldson. They're still paying Stanton. They have Cole and Judge are big contracts, obviously. But, you know, those guys are going to break it down at some point. So the Yankees are in an absolutely horrific spot. Just, I, I, I don't know. Like we joked right at the beginning about how many episodes will it take for them to win a World Series. But in all honesty, like they are year, they're multiple years away from being like a real World Series threat. And the worst part is, I think that they think that they are one as of today, which is just unbelievable it, it's insane like you see all them all them I, I 
my biggest thing with them is why the why can't anybody ever tell the goddamn truth? Why? They go on the mic. They go on interviews. Uh, Boone on Talking Yanks, whatever. All of them. Cashman, Boone. They go in front of the media. And it's like, yeah, yo, you know, we're, we're, we're happy with where we are that right now in our current state. Like, we just need to get back to where we know we could be and we're going to be make a really dangerous run. And then they even had the goddamn players lying. They had Bader after after – when they scored the when they lost to the Astros but scored a lot of runs, they were like, yeah, they had Bader saying, if we keep playing this brand of baseball, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna make a big run. We just gotta start compiling wings. But we like the guys we have in this locker room. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. You 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 are concerned. Like they keep saying they're not concerned with where they are. They're not concerned. How could you not be concerned? You are concerned, and nobody wants to tell the fucking truth. Nobody. They just want to keep lying to us. Like we're gonna believe it. We don't believe it. We're smarter than that. Nobody believes the, a word that comes out of any of these assholes' mouths, and it, it's frustrating too when they sit in front of the fucking in front of the media, say the same goddamn shit every fucking day. Nothing fucking changes, and the team fucking sucks. We lose series to the White Sox. We have lost what two of our last twelve series, right? That's the stat. Like, mean, oh my one, god, we've, we've won two of our last one, twelve. One, one, yeah. one, two of our last series. That's what I meant. But, oh my, it's just, they, they keep saying we're not concerned with where we are. We're right there. No, we're fucking not right there. We're not. We're not. It's and terrible. We're not, and we're not going to be there for, like, another decade based yeah. on the stuff I just said before. It's like, it's like, it's like watching, like, politicians when, like, you just know, like, you're watching the news and these politicians talking, you know, everything they're saying is complete bullshit and they know it, but they think everyone's stupid. Like, that's what the Yankees are right now and is infuriating. I don't think we even talked about the absolute circus that's gone in the past few weeks, starting with Herman is an alcoholic throwing shit in the clubhouse, having outbursts. Rizzo, who couldn't hit a, a beach ball, was his brain has been mushed for three months and nobody does anything <laughs> about it. Trevino is playing through an injury the whole year. Like, it's what else is it's new? It's, wild. It's, just, it's just literally insane. I, I can't believe this has continued to go on. Bob Clappish was saying on the Michael K show the other day, or I think it was yesterday, that that like Hal, if it was up to him, never really wanted to get involved with the Yankees. Then why did he? Like your father's dead now. But like sell the team. Do us all a favor. I can't continue to watch this team be run into the ground by Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, and Aaron Boone actually is the least of our concerns at this point. Yeah. Because even if he is fired after this year, nothing's going to change. Yep. And that's what I could so see them doing. Like Cashman will stay because Hal just trusts him with everything. Go do go do your shit, whatever. But they're going to fire Boone, expect an uprising from the fans. And some stupid fans will be like, yeah, they're finally making changes. Boone is gone. That's not going to change anything. That is not. Boone is not our concern. I'm completely fine if they bring Boone back as long as they change the goddamn GM. Like, whatever. Boone is sitting there. He's a puppet. Whatever. Like, at this point, totally I don't agree. care Boone's here. I don't totally care. Agree. But that's what I could so see them doing in the offseason, try to get an uprising from, the, like, uplifting from the fans. Like, finally, they're doing something. They're trying. Totally agree. This but is it, all part of their plan. Oh, exactly my God, but it's did. not going to do anything. We're smarter than that. Again, we're smarter than that. That's exactly what they did with a stupid hitting coach thing that we all knew meant nothing when yeah. they hired Dylan Lawson and hired Sean Cases if anything was going to change. They struck out 18 times the other day, Boone saying he loved their bats. Nothing oh, that change. was the, the worst. Team-wide mentality, it's disgusting. Um. I just, it's just absolutely unbelievable. It's it's disgusting. I will never forget this year for terrible reasons, but I I know like for the rest of my life, this is the 2023 Yankees. I'll never forget what I saw this year. Yeah. Talking about th that Aaron Boone quote, and we know Boone has had some bad quotes. That was his worst quote by far. If people didn't know, the Yankees struck out 18 times. That's 67% of a baseball game, right? You get 27 outs, 67% is 18. They struck out 18 times. Boone goes into the press conference after the game. Oh, yeah, so you struck out 18 times. Like, well, what did you see? Like, you couldn't just see the ball well? Boone praises the at-bats. 
we had that didn't get strike struck out on. He said, yeah, well, aside from the strikeouts, we, we put together really good at-bats, competitive at-bats. You struck out 67 fucking percent of the game. You didn't put up com uh, competitive at-bats. Who cares about the other 33? You can't win a game striking out 18 times. It, it's just, I'm fully convinced, Boone, and, like, again, he, getting him gone isn't going to do anything, but I'm fully convinced he stands in the dugout. He's just a puppet with everything. He stands in the dugout, doesn't really watch the game. He's kind of, you know, he's looking up in the sky, you know, maybe he'll look at the iPad to see if he can argue with the umpire. And then he goes into the press conference, like, all right, what can I say that won't make us look bad? Uh, yeah, any you random thing that won't get me canceled. Boom, the, that's what he does. It's, we, we, we knew this back after 2017, like the, one of the biggest reasons they hired him was to be a player's manager because Girardi wasn't. I don't fucking care that Girardi wasn't. Like, he was a winner. Like, Boone's not. Boone does whatever they say. He's defending his guys like – I know if Girardi struck out, if Girardi watched him, his team struck out 18 times, he's going to go back to the press conference and say, like, yeah, we sucked. Like, we got to figure something out. But Boone is, like, praising them so he won't get on their bad side. There's too much I don't want to hurt the players' feelings. Maybe their feelings need to get hurt. The team sucks. Like, nobody's yeah. going to tell them. There's Danny, no fear for your job. Danny, like you said, if Boone comes back, that's that's fine. I'm I'm totally fine with Boone. I mean, obviously, I would want them to change, you know, yes. oh, cha you know change things up a bit. Boone, Boone is not the problem. This might be an unpopular opinion. I've said this for a long time. No way, it's an unpopular. Like, Boone is Boone is certainly an accomplice to the problem, but he is not the problem. The problem is Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman is the biggest problem because he constructed this roster. Hal Steinbrenner is, from what he said yesterday, has no involvement with the team. It's almost like Brian Cashman is the owner. The Brian Cashman makes all game? the decisions. Brian Cashman makes all the decisions. He is like Satan. He's literally like Satan. I, and I, I can't, like, I, I hate him so much. I, I literally can't stand for it anymore because it makes me so mad and so upset that this is what it's come to. And not only did, not only did he do nothing at the deadline, he, he didn't sell, right? Me and Brian have been saying since fucking May. I do sell. want to talk about the deadline. No, me and Brian have been saying since May, sell, sell. Danny, you were a little bit on the fence. You were saying they shouldn't sell at that at that time. I know things have changed now. I want to um, talk about the deadline. Right. He didn't sell. He didn't buy. He stayed put. He stayed put. There were there were yep. there was there were two moves. There was one for that random pitcher from from Texas that the Yankees I guess see as a project. Who knows what? Spencer Howard. Yeah. Who knows what that is? And then Middleton from the White Sox. Um, the the most he's pretty good. He's pretty good. The, the most dysfunctional organization in the sport, and the Yankees are not far behind them as the second most dysfunctional organization in the sport. And that is all because of Brian Cashman. And Brian Cashman, nothing will change with the New York Yankees until the snake is cut off by the head. Nothing yeah. will change. Nothing. And to go on the trade deadline a little bit, I do want to talk about this. Is my standpoint right now? Hasn't changed. I'm still buy. We should have bought. We should have bought at the deadline. Because you guys are all on the sell side. People are on the sell side. I still think that is just absolutely dumb. I think that's very, very dumb selling. Because the guys will sell. We're not getting good prospects back. It really wouldn't have done anything to us, for us. And you trade guys, you're getting the prospects back, you usually lose. So I'm all on team buy. I was on team buy. We should have went out and got Heimer Candelari. We should have went out and got Lane Thomas. That would have made us a lot better than we are right now. However, I would certainly rather sell than do nothing at all. Do something to make it look like you're trying. Yes, I think selling is a bad move, but staying pat is the worst move. Like that is, oh, that it's just it's ridiculous. And then they say, yeah, Cashman said that we were in on a couple guys, but then uh, you I'm know, actually getting so mad right now. They started to become winners. He was like, they started to become winners, so we were out. 
So the one guy you looked into was Cody Bellinger. That's what we're saying. One guy. You got to have options. Or you're you're the general manager of a team. Call up the fucking Washington Nationals. They'll trade anybody for a fucking for a chopstick. And like, and Heimer, Candelario, Lane Thomas. It, ugh. A lot of reports from some reporters on Twitter were saying that a lot of GMs are done with Brian Cashman. Mm-hmm. They're done. They're done with with the wait and see kind of mode that Cashman's always in, and kind of trying to sneak into a you know like a deal where it's like. If I'm not absolutely destroying you in this trade, I'm not making a trade with you. That like team teams and GMs are done with Cashman, and we got some of that a little bit this year on from at least from some quotes on Twitter from anonymous sources. Um, this is I don't want to say it's the beginning of the end because I already feel like we're in the end. But if you think it's bad now, if they don't get rid of Cashman, it's gonna get worse and, and worse and worse. To. Think about it because they can't do anything with Stanton, right? Garrett Cole's only going to age. Aaron Judge can't play. The, Aaron Judge can't run anymore. Who knows if he's even going to be able to play right field for the rest of his career? Because apparently his career is over. From what he was saying, he said he can. He said his toe might never heal. So who knows what will happen there? So Stanton can't run. Judge can't run. Garrett Cole's going to age. Josh Donaldson is just a disgrace to the Yankee organization, just as a whole. Thank God he'll be gone after this year. I mean, Rodon, like you were saying, Danny, like this. This is a prelude to what could possibly be a disaster of another five years from now it's if you think it's bad now it's it's going to get worse i promise you it's going to get worse especially when our best our, I, I mean you guys might disagree i guess our second best player behind judge glaber torres is, is he, i think he's gonna get traded after this year i think he's gonna get traded in the offseason he's i think he's gonna get traded for nothing because i think his um his arbitration case is gonna be like a minimum minimum of 10 mil no one's going to trade for that with one year left to control. It's going to be a disaster, and it's only going to get worse before it gets better. If you think it's bad now, it's only going to get worse is what I'm getting at. And they're not going to get rid of Cashman either. They're not going to. No. They already. Everybody is already saying they don't expect Cashman. To, they're not going to. Hal, Hal is a, he's a bitch. He's a little bitch, for lack of a better term. He's a, he's a little bitch. And he won't. He's been buddy buddy with Cashman, you know. And he's afraid, he won't do shit. Let's just call it what it is. He's afraid to make decision on his own. He, Cashman has been the Gi- uh, the Giants. I'm mean, already getting into football season. You yeah, know. Um, I don't know. If they, you can't be blamed for that. He's We're almost the there, man. He's been the Yankees GM uh, since how you know took over. So why make a change? He doesn't want to decide who the next guy has to be. Like he doesn't want to do any of this. So he just lets Cashman do it, and that's what's running the Yankees into the ground. And again, like Chase said. Not getting any better. Back to the deadline thing. We argued about that for weeks, whether to buy or sell. Me and Chase on the sell side, Danny on the buy side. We argued about it for weeks. We got mad at each other about it for nothing. They did nothing. And I'm totally with you, Danny. I would rather, although I was on team sell, I would 100% rather than bought than do nothing. Like I like I just said a, a, a couple minutes ago, their farm sucks and the current team sucks. So either buying or sell makes one of those things better. They did nothing. All the both those things don't get better. Everyone's getting worse. The big contracts now. They're all those rentals that they could have traded for something. Even if you're not on team sell, you could admit they could have traded uh, Wandy Clay. Like you know, they could have traded got those guys for Bader. something. They're just gonna walk. Yeah, so it's just unbelievably terrible job by the Yankees. They have no idea what they're. I mean, they have no idea what they're doing. That's just that's all it is. They they don't know what they're doing. I saw a tweet uh, like an hour before the trade deadline. I think it was from. Uh... Mark Feinzen, I think it was, um, was saying Brian Cashman doesn't know, hasn't made a stance yet on what he's going to do at the trade deadline with an hour left to go before the deadline. Yeah. What do you mean you haven't made a stance with what you're going to do an hour before the deadline? People were saying to buy. People were saying to sell. 
months, month, a month before the trade deadline, a month and a half before the trade deadline, and you couldn't make a decision up until the final minutes before the trade deadline. What, what, what kind of, what, what is going on? We, the three of us had a stance. We're just three idiots from Long Island in our twenties. And that guy's the GM of the team, not making <laughs> his decision until an hour before the deadline. It's, oh my God, it's just disgusting. Seriously. It's ridiculous. It, it, and I'm glad to see that the GMs are around the league are sick of his shit. Said like he was trying to boost the value of his prop, like of the t- people he was trying to trade, like boost their value and make them look like they were more, they were better than they are, whatever he was doing. I'm glad to see that people are sick of it. The only problem is 29 teams are sick of him, but the 30th team is the one that has him and will keep him forever. And we will just be locked into him forever. And it is sad. It makes me sad. Listen, it really does. It just just the sad. last another fact that I have here, which is even more depressing. I'm but, so sad right now. I'm, um, I'm so sad and mad. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No, we shouldn't uh, have done this podcast. I'm just sad. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sad. Chase, you said before, who are the two most dysfunctional teams in baseball? Chicago is one. Chicago yeah. White Sox and the Yankees are two. Yeah, I think so, you can even say Oakland. I think Oakland. I think I think we're more dysfunctional than Oakland. Well, I think so too. I At mean, least they had a path. Just sell yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, you know, the MLB's longest tenure general managers, number one, Brian Cashman of the Yankees, number two is Ken Williams of the White Sox. It tells you all you need to know. The, the game has moved past these guys. Cashman has been <laughs> – the White Sox guy, Ken Williams, was hired in 2000. Cashman is hired in 1998. The third longest tenured guy the car, for the Cardinals is 2007, which that's a pretty big difference. Wow. 19, he's the only GM that, that's been with the team since the 90s. That's insane. And he's still the GM, nothing changing. He's doing everything as if it is the 90s. He's in his mind, it is still 1998. We're still the unbeatable Yankees that haven't that haven't won in 15 years. And that just tells you again, you know, Steinbrenner George was the owner then, and his son watched this guy, Brian Cashman, you know, for his entire life and was they're bet they've been friends for his entire time as a Yankee. And Hal, who doesn't want to make these decisions, like I just said, is just comfortable with this guy and he's afraid of hurting his feelings because he's soft. That's it. Oh. Listen, I I want to just mention something really quick. Um, I don't I want to I want to talk about the way that the media is kind of approaching the Yankees and approaching Aaron Boone, approaching Brian Cashman. I think like ninety percent of the media is doing a very bad job at approaching them, and in, in terms of getting real answers and getting you know information that the fans want, that the people want, you know, they, everybody wants the truth, and the media is not doing a good job of doing that. One thing that I will say. Is that John Boy and Jake, if you haven't been paying attention, have been doing, I think, a phenomenal job with Aaron Boone. Um, we a lot of people have been saying, and I know this is this is a very different podcast and the same um, you know, target audience. If you haven't had a chance to tune into Talking Yanks and the Aaron Boone episodes over the last maybe like three weeks, you absolutely have to listen to them because of the way that they've been going at Aaron Boone, because it's actually like there are moments in their episodes where I'm actually like uncomfortable. And I want to like crawl out of my skin because of the way that Aaron Boone is responding to them. Um, it's they've been doing a great job, uh, and I just give them a lot of credit for the, the way that, that they've been approaching it because no one is and no one is asking the pressing questions. And I feel like the three of us, if we were if we were in a press conference, we were in a if we were in the media rooms, we would be asking the pressing questions. I know I certainly would be, especially to Cashman, especially to Hal. It's it's. I just wanted to highlight that and give them a round Yo, of applause. Cashman and Cashman sitting in front of you, all this media. My first question is, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? That's just it. That's it. Simple as simple question like that. 
Get the answer. What the yo? What the fuck are you doing, bro? I think he would get fired for that. But I think if you, I think that's if you probably though. rephrased it, saying like, "What's really going on here?" Yeah, that's a good question. You know, that's what I was. That's what I was gonna say though. John Boy and Jake. It's John Boy Media. It's their own company. Nobody's gonna fire them. They're exactly. the voice. The, they're the voice of the fans, as they as they say. And I agree with them. Like they are saying what everybody's thinking, and it's a perfect thing. I honestly don't know how they got Boone to agree to that and sign the contract because Boone's not coming back next year. He's no, not. Of course not. There's I, no way. I can't believe he hasn't like said no already. Honestly, yeah. I guess he just expected the year to go a lot better than it did because you know I feel like we knew if it got really bad. I don't think like like that they were gonna ask the real questions and you know you see him getting mad but I love it somebody's got to be like pressing them uh I'm sure the Yankees front office like I wonder what their take on it was like of him doing that they maybe they like they want they thought it could make them look better because I think they wanted it think about it they know he would defend him you know them so yes network's owned by the Yankees they they bought John Boy Media put John Boy Media onto their program it's obviously blowing up in their face and I couldn't be happier about it and, yeah, yeah, two thing. Yeah, two things about that. Like all these reporters that are actual after the game and the press conference, a lot of them are affiliated with the Yankees or like that's the problem. Though. So like, yes, that's a problem because then like they say, like you saw what happened with uh, Orioles Kevin Brown, their uh, their announcer who said something negative and got right, right. got suspended. Ridiculous. So yeah, that's kind of a problem where you, that you have with the media. You can't they can't really ask them without fear of losing their jobs because then freaking Hal will come down and be like, get that guy out of here, whatever. But yeah, with with John Boy and Jake, what they do, like we always we say, it's not Boone's not the problem, and that's what everybody's argument against them is. Like Boone's not the problem. Exactly. You think they don't know that Boone's not the problem? Obviously, Boone is not the problem. But Boone is a figurehead of the Yankees, and he's one of the guy lead guys of the Yankees. So you have to you have to ask someone it. Like if you're not going to be able to get to Cashman, at least ask Boone because he's one of the figureheads of the Yankees who should be answering the tough questions. Yes, it's you know not his fault about the roster construction, but somebody has to be fielding those questions about it. Like because I understand it's not his fault, but they, he has to be asked the tough questions too because he is a leader of the Yankees. Aaron Boone is not the Yankee manager. They want us to believe he's the Yankee manager. Aaron Boone is an extension of the front office and the face of the team and the person for people to complain about and yell at. And go on shows and take all these questions and for people to blame for Cashman and Hal's doing. You don't see those two going on any weekly podcasts. You don't because they don't want to answer these questions. He's an extension to them. He's just their scapegoat. I'm honestly more at the point. I'm more prone to feeling bad for him because I'm sure he didn't think yeah. he was going to sign up for this. Um, I, it's unbelievable that we've gotten to a point where I'm actually kind of feeling a little remorse for Boone. But we know it's not him. He's just he was hired as a puppet, and that's what it is. They just wanted someone else for the fans to blame. And but I think that is running out. People are starting to you know realize it's not really him. So his his that leash starting to run out, which is why they'll probably fire him, hire a new face to, for us to blame for the next five years until that doesn't work out. But we'll see what happens with that. It's, it's yeah, psychotic. And something I noticed from the 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 uh, ejection the other day with Laz Diaz, awesome ejection, Booney all time ejection, loved it, but. Watch the John Boy breakdown, bringing them up a lot, but watch the John Boy breakdown on that. And you got, you heard what they said. Laz Diaz was kind of giving it right back to Boone saying like, what have you done here? You stink. Like you have done nothing since you got here. Look at your record. Like you should go take a look at your record. And Boone was like, yeah, I hear about it every fucking day. I don't know if you guys got to watch that breakdown. Wow, I didn't catch that. But yeah, that's what, Bo- that's what he said. That's that, actually like, sad. Boone was saying like, two Laz, you stink. And he's like, no, you stink, Aaron. When they're right back, go look at your record. He's like, yeah, I hear about it every day. Like that's what, so Kind of like showing the frustration, like yeah, I know we stink, but like you still making bad calls. Like I kind of certainly, like, 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 has damn, certainly showed, real personal. 
Boone has certainly showed those frustrations on the on their podcast too, which is why I'm saying, like, go watch it if you haven't had the chance to, because I promise you, you'll be uncomfortable. I kind of have a hot take about the ejections at this point. Like I used to love them at the beginning and it's the only thing about Boone that I love, but at this point it just feels like a, I'm going to get ejected and buy myself time. And so people would be like, Oh, that was an awesome ejection and not talk about the real problems that were going on. Like it's kind of just theatrics for the sake of theatrics type thing to me at this point. Well, I don't um, think so. I mean, I th- I still like it. I still him like him going out, you know, sticking up for his guys when an umpire's that bad. I don't think anybody's getting distracted by it though. Like everybody knows there's a problem with the team. Like, yeah, it's a good thing. I don't know. I feel like that, that picture of him imitating Laz has been everywhere. Like that. Yeah, it takes like, like your mind. It takes your yeah. mind off of for a second, something to laugh at for one second. But like, we know the problems of the team. It's not going to make us think like, yeah, we love this team. Woo. Like it's, it's still not going to mask those feelings. It's still going to, we know the team sucks and it's just something to laugh at for a quick second before we go back to being depressed again. I feel terrible for Boone. I do because when people look back and they look on um, the last couple of years, they're going to see one of the worst Yankee eras of this entire franchise. And he's going to be the face of that. And the Boone era, it's not his fault. It's we've gotten to a point where it's gotten so bad that you can see right through the glass and you can see it's not his fault. It's really sad. I feel yep. bad for him. I do feel bad for him because you know. You know what? You know what else? A fine done? guy. Completely, completely ruined his legacy. Like his Yankee, his before a manager, he was just that that huge, awesome home run that everyone loved. Everyone's the biggest Aaron Boone fan, and now no, no Yankee fan can sit there and tell you they like Aaron Boone now. Now people are saying he like like we wish he never hit that home run because Absolutely. then he wouldn't be here. Like that's what people are saying about it now because we didn't win the World Series that year. Yeah, it went it went from something that obviously not for us is that is in 2000, 2003, but it went from something that was like a great Yankee moment to now just like something that people don't want to watch anymore. Yeah. It's sad. I I remember a time where I would wake up every morning in the summer and I would be like, Who do the Yankees Can't play wait to tonight? watch the Yankees today? Yep. Can't wait to watch the Yankees tonight. Who are they playing today? Who's uh-huh. pitching tonight? It's, now it's, it's really like, like a struggle for me to watch. It's, it's a struggle. It is. It's Absolutely. And like, also off days, I used to be like, damn it, the Yankees have an off day. Today oh, I woke up, went to work. God. Oh, thank God I'm going to work today and I, the Yankees have an off day. Yeah, nothing going to ruin my day. Um, Yeah, I think I think we covered a lot. I think we, I think we did a really good job today. But one more thing that I do want to say before we, before we hop off. Um, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to ask you guys a question and I wanted to talk about the Rizzo, the Rizzo, the Rizzo thing. Because the Rizzo thing, I know Brian already said that his brain has been mush, which I thought was hilarious. But um, that's scary. Like, not only for, for you know, in case you don't know, the report goes that the Yankees didn't know that Rizzo has been concussed since his hit against Fernando Tatis back in May. I was in Austin, Texas when this happened. So that's the last week of May, like May 26th, um, when this happened. Somewhere around that day. Um, that's alarming to me. Not only for himself for Rizzo as a person and for his own career and his own sake and his own health and the Yankees team as a whole. But like, what else don't we know about the rest of these guys? Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's scary. I, I, it's very scary. And I fear that they're going to go into next year. Rizzo has been, I mean, we can all agree. Rizzo has been horrible this year. Absolutely horrible. And And off to one of his best starts ever too. 
if they come back next year and they say Riz, oh Rizzo was concussed, he, we know he's we know he can return to that guy. He he's he was for us in the first first half of the year. Meanwhile, it was really like the first month of the year. I mean, it's alarming. It's well, scary. You know they're gonna say that. You know they're gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not even That's if they saying. say it. Like they're going to say it. It's not an if. They're gonna say it. But um, yeah, it just shows how. Again, how not serious this team is, how not hands-on this team is. Like, they just kind of let the players do what they want. There's nobody – like, we miss the days of George and Billy Martin. You know, there's consequences for your actions, whatever. There's none of that anymore. It's just, like, let the players do what they want. They tell you if they're not healthy. Like, we trust them to come to us and tell you. But the, but what people don't – what they don't realize, I guess, is the players want to play. Everybody wants to play. They're not going to come up to you saying, oh, I'm hurt. Like, please don't play me. Like, no, they want to play. That ties into the Trevino thing. Apparently, Trevino had a wrist thing before the season. He had a wrist injury before the season, and then now July, he played on it all year. Trash, can't hit, by the way. He plays on it all year, and then all of a sudden, up oh, season-ending surgery. And then it comes, like, we're like, damn, when did Out that Out of nowhere, too. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Just just wrist injury, end of the season. And we're like, oh, damn, what the hell? What, what happened? Like, did he get hurt? Oh, uh, yeah, it's something he's been dealing with since before the season. What the fuck do you mean? What do you mean? He goes out there four times a fucking week, play the most taxing position in the sport, catcher in the in Major League Baseball, and he's and he had a wrist injury that you knew about. Everybody knew about it. I'm and sure you guys could agree with me, too, with this situation. Like, all right, I'm, the, I'm a person. I'm Brian Cashman. I'm making decisions for the New York Yankees. My starting catcher has a – pretty severe wrist injury in spring training. He thinks he can play through it, whatever. We know it's there. I think the first thing I'm doing is acquiring some sort of catching insurance. No, they yeah. let the season play out. They have, they're banking on Ben Rortfett, who obviously sucks, which we all could have told you from the day they traded for him. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Austin Wells is, you know, just got the double A. So that's great news. He just he gunned out Ron Mauricio the other, uh, yesterday. I think if you guys saw that clip. But that's all I have left to look forward to this season. I'm hoping I see Everson Pereira in a couple of weeks, and that's it. That's all I have left to look yeah. forward to. Yeah, yeah, I'll be excited if we get it Everson. But um, it's – and even the quotes about that Rizzo was saying, like he would wake up in the morning, feel like he's hungover. There were pitches he was swinging at in the zone that well, he thought were in one place, but it was in the other. Like it's it's actually startling because that messes with his health. His Dude, this medical staff, it, that's another issue. They're having Herman sit in a sauna because he's drunk, which is like apparently something kill, the man. kill a person. Like, what are we doing? Where do these you guys dehydrate him even more while he's like coming off his hungover? He's already dehydrated, and then you you make him sweat all that stuff out. You're gonna kill him. What do you guys think is what do you guys this is the question that I wanted to ask? What do you think has been the worst situation? So it's obviously been the Jimmy Cordero thing that happened months oh. ago. Uh, which is horrible, just a horrible all-around thing for himself, the Yankees, and his family. Um, Herman now being in checked into rehab, um, Rizzo not knowing that he has a concussion, and I feel like I'm missing one. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there... uh, there's, <laughs> there's so many. It's the Bronx Circus. Yeah, it's. But what has Bronx been Circus. the worst? What has been the worst of those three, though? Okay, I'm gonna say, just say right now, not the Herman thing. It's definitely not the Herman thing because he threw a perfect game. That's a plus. The other things don't have pluses with them. Okay, we can't even celebrate that perfect game anymore, by the way. Like, over wow, the next couple of okay. years. It doesn't even matter what was the worst. We could just all agree that there's this many incidents in one year that there's something extremely dysfunctional and wrong with the Yankees yeah. culture now. And I can't believe I'm saying that. They used to be – everyone you know knew the Yankees as this model of culture in 
as a sporting organization. And clearly that's not there anymore. Like it's, they're not what they used to be. Although they want to think that they are, there's something wrong in the culture. There's it. There it is. Hey man, shout out to Kenny Middleton for going from the worst culture in sport in sport to the second worst. That's a step up right there. And he was happy. He said he he was happy about it. He's like, yeah, finally I have rules. I don't think he knows what he's getting himself into. No. We're gone. Well, it is better than the White Sox. I'd rather be here than I'd rather be on the Yankees than the White Sox. It's pretty right close. Now. It's pretty close. But the White Sox are four out of six throws this year, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, um things are not gonna get easier. Yankees are I'm just they're not making the playoffs. Um it's not gonna happen, in my opinion. Unless by some miraculous miracle everybody turns their whole season around. Yankees are currently twelve back in the division. Five back in the wild card. It's really bad. They're three games over 500. And I don't even think it might. And I, yeah, in our lifetimes, they'd never finished even close to 500. So this is um truly lost year for them. Yeah, so the only thing, there's no hope. There's no hope. The only thing that could give you a little hope is maybe we could scratch back to three games and then we played Toronto twice in September and maybe you, you win those games, but it ain't going to happen. Can you imagine that? That would be so – it would be the most Yankee thing ever to scratch back, make the wild card. And lose and be and like, lose. well, we were right there. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. right there. Like, that's what it would be like, back. we got in. It was a crapshoot. Yeah. Everybody's back. It would be – that's worst-case scenario in my opinion. Best-case scenario in my opinion is coming in last place. That is best case scenario. Uh, well, I want to root for the Yankees in October. I want to watch Yankees baseball. Of course October. you do. Of course. But best case scenario for oh. this. I'd rather them make the playoffs than not without knowing what's going to happen. But if we know that they're going to lose in the wild card series, it's it's probably better to miss the playoffs. Well, I think we could win a wild card series. I do think we could win a wild card. Cole with Cole on the mound to start. Getting, like, I think we could. We'll take game one with Cole and then hopefully someone else. Oh, yeah, because they always win when. They I mean, always Clark, win when Cole pitches. They've lost like every yeah. one of his starts. No, Cole and Clark could get us two wins in a wild card series, but we Clark, ain't making Clark's it further our, past Clark's that. Clark's our number two now. Who, th- who saw that he's coming? He's been fucking sick, though. Like, that's not even like a slight on Clark. Like, he's been really good. Yeah. Clark, Clark in the beginning of the year, I nicknamed him Clark shit. He uh, kind of shit in my really face good. Yeah, a little bit. Um, he has the longest active streak of starts allowing three or less runs, which is cool. Devastating, man. I... I'm upset. I'm really upset right now. I'm mad, but I think this was good. I think I think this has been like a therapy session for me. Honestly, I think it's been this was good. It was nice me. to rant, rant yeah. a little bit. I kind of need... ranting through my phone, texting. I kind of needed this. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, that's all I got for today. Unless you guys have anything else that you want to bring up over this dysfunctional circus that we've had. Absolutely. Um, Papu, we're back. Been missing. He's been missing us. We're back. Um, let's go Giants. It's football season. Giants preseason starts tomorrow. Let's go Giants. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you all for listening. Make sure. Wow. It's been a long time. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. It's of the news on X. Now make sure to follow us on X, AKA Twitter, uh, at official SDN pod, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and, um, we'll see you guys soon. And can we even say go Yanks? I don't even know. I guess, right. I'm we have giants. To. Go Jets, baby. Peace out.